we need to talk. My wife's insisting to our cellmate, another spinning plate. It's gonna be the Christmas budget chat. What are we spending on each other? It depends on what we get your mother. The atmosphere's tense, so it probably makes sense to make this a quick budget chat. We could wrap the toys we gave them last year. It would save a stressful trip to town. Most of them still look brand new. And I don't need another dressing gown. Hi there, my name is James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you my five tips of how to get your finances in order and how to stop worrying about it. This time of year, especially around Christmas, is traditionally a time when most people are probably at most worried about money. It's also the perfect storm with the world's economy the way it is. If you're a parent, money is always going to be something you're going to think about and quite possibly worry about. When you have children, certainly more than one child, the food cost is always a big problem. And I'm going to tell you what I have done to get my finances in order and to feel a lot calmer about our money. One of the best things you can actually do to stop worrying about money is actually get ahead of the problem. The problem is always much worse in your head. When you actually sit down and map out a plan of what you're going to do to fix your finances, it can be quite liberating. It's always much easier than you think it's going to be. When you have to sit down and work out what your incomings are and what your outgoings are, it's always, always much easier to do than than you possibly think it is. It's also a great opportunity for you and your partner, you, your wife, to come together and do something together as a team. It can actually be a very liberating experience when you sit down and sort of face the big fear of your family finances and basically make things better as a couple. The problem I imagine in lots of cases is you assume the other person is the problem, the reason that you're leaking money. They were a very laissez-faire attitude towards their spending. They're, they're, They're wasteful. They buy things you don't need. The one thing that's really important is for both of you to be absolutely honest about your spending. And the only way of doing this is actually either getting both of your bank statements or both online banking and just going through and looking and seeing exactly what's coming in and going out every month. If you can get into the habit of having sort of a fortnightly or a monthly chat with your partner about family accounts, you're probably going to become a lot more conservative and a lot more sensible about your own spending. Certainly if you know that someone else is going to be seeing it at the whenever you sit down and have a chat. If you know that I'm going to have to justify this spend, then it's it's a good thing to do. It's also good to have complete transparency in your marriage. Just have complete faith in yourself and the other person and it's it's only going to make you stronger when she realizes that actually he is doing everything he can i sometimes assume that he spends money where i don't where he shouldn't actually he's doing everything he can and i know that because i can see it in black and white it might help you as well to sort of not demonize your wife and say oh she spends money on things we can all improve and i think if you have the strength or the faith in your relationships to sit down and say okay i feel very vulnerable about doing this because money is a bit of a contentious issue but we're going to do it and the first few times you do it will be the hardest and then it gets much easier and it becomes a routine it comes something you do every fortnight or something you do every month you sit down you have a coffee you go through your bank statements you see where you can maybe save some money and you might not be able to you might after two or three months have got down such a good system that actually it's quite a friendly 
chat where you sit down and have a cup of coffee and say, look, we're smashing it. It's as much about what you can save as what you can spend. One of the big problems with money, I think that lots of people have, including myself, is that we don't live within our means. I don't need a four pound posh filter coffee every day. The things that you cannot control, like the world economy, means that you have to slightly change what you spend and your spending patterns, and that's not a major problem. A four pound coffee twice a day, seven times a week, 365 a day, that ends up being hundreds if not thousands of pounds. You just need to be versatile and say, right, well, we're gonna we're gonna change things a bit. For the next few months, I'm gonna start buying instant coffee. So tip number one, go through both of your bank statements with a fine tooth comb and be really honest and maybe go through a couple of months bank statements so you can see if there are any trends or any patterns. And as difficult as this is, you might find that once you can see in black and white your incomings and your outgoings, you might see where the problems are. They might be glaringly obvious. Really simple, either set up an Excel spreadsheet or just go old school and write it on, the, on a piece of paper. Two columns, incomings and outgoings. And once you can see it in black and white, it might really show you, I can totally see where we are basically losing money. I don't know, you know, I can make this saving. This isn't so much of a problem. And then suddenly you might find how actually by doing that, by taking control of this situation, you suddenly feel much more relaxed about it and even liberated about it. The first step in any problem is accepting there's a problem. And sometimes you can't see the problem till it's literally in black and white in front of you. So you might need to actually go through it. And you might need someone else to point out you're spending a lot of money on filtered coffee there, or do we really need to use that? Or do we need that? Or can we get rid of that subscription? So tip number two, you've been really brave. You've gone through your, your bank statements. You've shown your partner your bank statements, which is potentially quite a contentious issue. You need to now look through where can we save some money? Are there things we're not using? Are there things that we could live without for the next three to six months, just until we'll fa our finances are a bit better? And this can be really difficult. I would say traditionally, and obviously this might ruffle some feathers, traditionally men are seen as the provider. This is an opportunity for you to step up for your family and lead by example, lead from the front and say, well, actually, do you know what? I can live without my gym membership. I haven't been really that, that consistent. I can start going for a walk around the block or going for a run. It's 70 pounds a month. I can save that. There's nothing more likely to inspire a desire in your partner to help and to get involved and to help and to support you than you doing it first. She might go, well, actually, do you know what? I, 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 I don't have to have a haircut every every week, every fortnight, I can go every month, half the cost. Once you do that and you, you show up for each other, it's only gonna make you stronger as a, as a couple. And then you'll turn this potentially quite stressful situation to something that you'll look back and say, do you know what? We came up against these difficult situations and we, we work together and we overcome them because of it. I always think there's opportunities to turn negative situations into positives. You making the sacrifice of saying, do you know what, actually, yes, I enjoy going to the gym, but I don't need it. That's an opportunity to really show your partner that you're making a sacrifice for the bigger picture and for her. And I think that's sometimes all you need to do. I think sometimes all you need is the physical act of saying, I'm making a sacrifice. I'm also, I'm doing it first. I'm prepared to do the work first to show you that I'm committed to this. Tip number three. So you've sat down with your bank statements, you know, you've got all the information in front of you, you know where the potential problems are, you've, you've both said you're gonna make some sacrifices. Tip number three, delegate who's going to do what. So in our situation, I have a day off in the week, it makes sense for me to go and do a weekly shop. 
We always used to have our food delivered, which was probably really expensive and unnecessary. So this time I'm actually a lot more organized. I, I plan what meals we're gonna have during the week. I go through our cupboards and our fridge and I see what we don't have and what we need. I make a list and then I go to the supermarket with that list. That's gonna stop you just filling your trolley with all sorts of stuff you don't potentially need and you bring home and you've got loads of that same thing already so you just it goes out of best before date and you end up throwing it away it's just being more organized it's just it's just being more organized and more focused on what you're doing plan your weekly meals check you don't already have these things in date already if you don't make a list go and get the stuff put it away done and if you're taking responsibility of the weekly food shop maybe your wife can take control of contacting the utility companies and finding out whether or not you are actually on the most cost effective plan. Certainly with energy, I'm sure by shopping around, you could save yourself a considerable amount of money. And then that might be the problem solved. And when you go to the supermarket, don't be a snob about what brand you buy. We buy mostly own brand stuff. And actually it's just as good because supermarkets are very competitive. They've got to keep the quality up. And in the past three months, we've managed to save about 150 to 200 pounds a month on our food shop. You might find after a year that you've saved some money and there's no more money problem. And actually you've, you've learned and taught yourself some much better, you've got a much better relationship with money because of what you've gone through. Tip number four, and this might be something that people really would not be up for doing, but actually in that, if you can see your family as a business, like running a business, having a, a, a monthly accounts meeting, don't you have to call it an accounts meeting, it's like, let's sit down, have a coffee and see where we're at and see what's, you know, get your bank statements out of again. Are you still leaking money? Are there still things you're spending money on that you don't need? This sort of monthly checking you're on the right course means that you're basically in control of it. You're not just letting it randomly happen towards you. And you might find that after six months, so you don't need to have a catch up because you basically learned patterns and you've got much more effective ways of spending and saving money. Tip number five. So the first four tips have been very much about actually being honest about your spending, looking at the accounts, so you know the problem, so you can both see the problem and then trying to fix it. Yes, it's, it's really important to save money. That's often half the problem, people not living within their means. So tip number five, as well as saving, are there opportunities where you could earn some money? Is there a side hustle that you could do or you and your partner could do to bring in some more money to, to the family? I imagine if you're a parent that free time is something that you probably don't have a lot of, but are you spending a couple of hours in front of the telly every night? With the internet, there are so many opportunities to make money. For starters, are there things in your house that you don't use? Are there toys the kids don't play with anymore? Books? Are there old CDs you don't need? Is there furniture? Facebook Marketplace? Craigslist? Gumtree? I think a good rule of thumb for anything that you haven't used or worn or the kids haven't played with for three to six months is get rid of it. If it's not serving a purpose in your house, then I would sell it. But then once you've got that money, don't, don't then spend that money on new rubbish that you don't need. Put it in a savings account. And also, is there a skill that you have? Could you do some copywriting? Could you do some proofreading? There'll be businesses out there who are looking for your services. There'll be things you can do online from your laptop while sitting in front of the telly. A couple of hours every night of the week. It's about being proactive. It's about going out there and finding the work. It's about m making the savings. It's about making the changes. It's about being in charge. So just to clarify, first thing you need to do is actually go through your bank statements or your online banking together 
and be really honest about your spendings. Then you need to work together and look to see where you might be able to save some money. You might need to make some sacrifices and say, well, I'm going to live without that gym membership or that subscription. Then take some responsibility. Say, all right, I'm going to do this family shop. I'm going to be in charge of planning the food and the meals and I'm going to try and make that my project. Make sure you're not doing it all. So make sure that you've, you've delegated equally who's doing what. And then make sure that you're having, say, a monthly or a regular chat and a catch up and a look at the accounts so that they don't just go back to their old bad ways. And finally, as well as saving as much money as you can, try and look for ways to use your spare time. Is there a side hustle you can do? Is there something you could do together that might become a family business that you never know might mean that you can both sack your nine to five job at some point in your life? I really hope you got something from this. I'm trying to build a community with this podcast that really supports parents, specifically dads who struggle with their mental health, that hopefully gives lots of advice and support on how to be a great parent and how to look after your mental health. If you got something from this, please follow me and maybe even share it with a friend. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. There's nowhere to build a snowman. We live on the outskirts of a town. If we built a snowman in our garden, Look and smell strange cause mud is brown Money talk in December Will bring stress, but please remember A roof over your head, you get a sleep in a bed Don't overthink the Christmas budget chat Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday my book, First Time Dad, A 42-Week Guide to Pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, www.dadmindmatters.com.